1: I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. You're welcome to drink our whiskey and smoke our really fine cigars. One more time, boys. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. Hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour We're gonna smoke a really good cigar and drink a really fine whiskey.
2: Right, it's time for Happy Hour. It is the Man Cave Happy Hour. We are out on the road once again. We are at La Casa in Detroit, downtown Detroit. Right downtown Detroit. That is it. It's the yeah. Man Cave Happy Hour whiskey, <laughs> cigars, beer, and the stories that go along with it. And today we're really looking forward to some, some great stories. Uh, thank you to our wonderful host, Ishmael, for having us out here today. Thank you for coming in. Absolutely. And uh, also on tap, uh, some Zim's vodka. Bruce Zim's is here. Zim's vodka. Hi, Bruce.
0: Terry's hi, here. Matt, hi, James. How are you? <laughs> Fellas, how are you? Always
3: Excellent. Good to be here. Hi, Terry. <laughs> good
2: to see and you. then, uh, of course, uh, we, we, Matt, Matt and I, uh, we, uh, we adopted a godfather, and uh, Paul Calamari. <laughs> he's, uh, he's our adopted godfather from uh, the Cigar Smokers of Michigan because he helps us out when we're doing cigars so we don't sound like total idiots. Uh, uh, and we can uh, he helps us uh, learn our way and fumble through cigars. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you all for uh, coming and, and letting us set up the man cave uh, in, in your home here. Yeah.
4: Oh, you're welcome. So, thank
2: Ishmael, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, La Casa Detroit. How long have you been here in this location?
4: Sure. Uh, La Casa Detroit actually... Uh, if, if we get, go back a little bit further, yes please. Uh, you know I started in, in the cigar business back in 1996. Uh, I was uh, in the military serving uh, in the U.S. Army, uh, 82nd Airborne Division out uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I finished in 1996. Thank you for um, your service, by the way. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So I moved from uh, North Carolina, coming to Michigan. And if you guys remember, back in 1996, really cigars was, I mean, the industry was really booming. Mm-hmm. So I opened my first location in, uh, in Canton. Uh, it was l- more like, uh, you know, a smoke shop. And then in 2000, I started the concept La Casa de la Havana, which means the house of the city Havana. And I started that concept with cigars and a private club. And the first, first location I opened under that name was in Plymouth, Plymouth Michigan, in 2000 and it started being uh, uh, upstairs downstairs uh, upstairs was a little private club a uh, little really private room upstairs with the 24 lockers and i opened that concept and uh, the locker sold out really quickly nice uh-huh. so uh, after that i opened uh, another location in ann arbor it's on the uh, west side on uh, Uh, Jackson Road by the dealership, all the dealerships right in front of the movie theater, Quality 16. And same concept. And then I opened Detroit in 2009. 2009. Now, right. A lot of people, when I came down to Detroit, <laughs> you know, back in 2009, everybody you know, remembers almost yeah. ten, 10 years ago, nothing yeah. was downtown. No. So yeah. you have so a 10-year
3: anniversary coming up yes, pretty quickly. Yes, yes, I do. It's fantastic. So, so a lot of friends. for
4: the 10-year? Yes. So <laughs> a lot of friends. I made it 10 years. You know, a lot of friends when I came down, you know, they, they thought really I was a little crazy, you know, <laughs> to come to Detroit with the economy being really the way it was. And if everybody remembers. Numbers, you know, it was a very bad timing. Uh, but I really saw a vision, uh, especially with my building. It's a historic district. Mm-hmm. It, re- it reflected a lot, you know, about cigars. And really knowing Detroit, if you be- you go back in time, Detroit used to be among the top five cities in the United States where they made cigars back in the day. Okay. Uh, you know, there were a lot of cigar factories here produced in, uh, in Detroit. Mm. Uh, you know, all the immigrants... The ladies, you know, that came, uh, you know, from Poland or whatever, you know, uh, overseas, they worked in the cigar industry. That was before, you know, Ford, you know, was here and, and all the car industry came. And after that, the, you know, after the car industry came in and they invented the cigarette machine. Oh. So, you know, they start losing <laughs> to the business of, right. the, you know, the cigar business. So then they, they went to, uh, to the car industry. So I opened in 2009, same concept, uh, and it's been doing extremely well. And uh, you know, after 2009, I opened in Las Vegas, you uh-huh. know, my third location.
3: I'd like to, you know, I'd like to learn a little bit more about what what prompted you to move out the concept of Vegas and, sure, and what because, that process uh, kind of like? Because, you know, we
4: have, uh, I belong to the IPCPR, which is an international premium, you know, uh, cigar uh, retailers, you know, convention. Uh, you know, I, I belong to the association. Sure. And we have our yearly uh, convention in different cities, but it happened a lot to be in Las Vegas a lot. So when I used to frequent Las Vegas as a cigar uh, you know, bar owner or mm-hmm. as a retailer, I like to go and visit, you know, other locations to see what they have to offer. Sure. And to be honest with you, I was not really impressed uh, with what really Las Vegas, being Las Vegas, what they have to offer as far as cigar lounges. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I sold one of my locations in uh, Plymouth back in 2000. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I decided that I really want to branch out. I just don't want to be in Michigan. So I want to, I wanna, you know, go outside Michigan. You want to go where it's and warm, and
5: w- too. <laughs> I said that up. Up. That's, why,
4: that's why I spend a lot of time, you know, the first few years, you know, traveling a lot to Vegas. Uh, so I, I found that really Las Vegas is a place, you know, to be. So that's, you know, what I, why I decided that Las Vegas and, uh, uh, you know, our store in Las Vegas is not right on the strip. Mm. It's in Summerlin by Red Rock Casino. I'm not sure how much, okay. you know, how many of you know the area there. Sure. It's a high-end area. It's a really nice area. And our store there been uh, receiving really lots of uh, high recommendations, and it's been a very big success. Good. I was actually so, out at uh, Red
6: Rocks about a year ago for a wedding, and... La Casa got brought up by a lot of the locals as the place to go for cigars. Sure. Over
4: nice. there, too, we do you know the concept of the cigar cigar bar and also live music. So we have oh. live music hmm. almost on a daily basis. Uh, the only day we don't play music is a Monday. Okay. And uh, it's. Uh, Jamie, it's you a think
3: a he needs a DJ for a yeah. Monday? <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> during those cold yeah, winters, that's uh, January's <laughs> and <in> February's. <laughs> it's either a cruise ship or Vegas. Get me someplace warm.
6: <laughs> so, now, no, Ishmael, correct me if I'm wrong wrong too. You know, we're in Detroit, large metropolitan area, but as far as cigar lounges downtown, you've really kind of got the market corner. There's only I can think of a couple other places to go and maybe enjoy a cigar. But really La Casa's at the top of the list and after that it's maybe the London Chop House. I think you can go smoke there. And uh, the new uh, the Detroit Club, I think
4: they've got an area
6: you can smoke in, but that's really about it as far as downtown, if I'm
4: not mistaken. Uh, uh, correct, uh, you know downtown, you know has those what, what you just mentioned. Uh, but as far as a full blown cigar bar right. slash retailers, you know we are uh, we really even uh, when I first opened in 2009, you know when I opened my. my my next locations all the time I'm thinking okay what can I do different to really bring up the industry kind of you know kind of bring something really new to clients and something different so when I opened Detroit two things came to my mind you know one first of all I was in a historic district yeah Uh, you know second of all as I mentioned before that Detroit used to be among the top five cities in the United States where they made cigars Hmm. so I, I I brought in a cigar roller, a Cuban cigar roller from Miami, and with the help of, uh, he used to own back then Camacho Cigars, which is Christian Mm Oroa, you know, he helped me with his farms in Honduras, so he he really brought tobacco for me to make cigars here. So I, I started making cigars, and then two, how cool it is when somebody walks in into a cigar place where 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 you are making a cigar on a table and then you have a shoe shine stand you're sitting on a shoe shine stand holding a you know newspaper in your hand and you know <laughs> just it really brings you back in time you know really just, does uh, so i did i did that here plus you know i uh, I did the 4,000 square feet VIP on the second floor. Which where is where
3: we're sitting right now. Oh, it's it's massive. A, yeah, it's a beautiful space cool. up here. It really is nice. It's yeah, my actually, first that's time one of the reasons here. I wanted to come
6: here today because I I always go on to the the lower level and I never get to go up to the <laughs> second floor. So. so this is a you treat. You got a pass. <laughs> you, got <laughs> pass you, got you got
3: your pass, Paul. Golden
2: ticket. Golden ticket. I kind of glommed on.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, we need Paul; he fails us out. Yeah. So, Ishmael, you—it's uh, a placement here—is uh, amazing. You're like right in the middle of the theater district. I mean, it's—it's uh, it's like the largest theater district uh, outside of Broadway, yes, or the it's second called or entertainment third.
4: district. Correct. Yeah, it's—and
2: yes. uh, you were—you were just in right in the middle of the the hub. Uh, things are really ramping up down here. I mean, people talk about the neighborhoods. You know, they need to need to move out there because I right. grew up like at seven in Van Dyke, and uh, we still go. Back for midnight mass and everything back to the old neighborhood. It's a little rough, yeah. but uh, you know it might be. Uh, I'm really hoping it. I'm hoping it trickles back out.
3: You
4: know, <laughs> you know it might be really rough. I don't know out there. But to be honest with you, since I moved here in 2009, I nine, I've never had an issue at all. I believe that you know, I and a lot of people that. that come from out of town. Yeah, you oh, know, a lot of people come from, let's say, New York to visit Detroit and stuff like that. They walk into you know La Casa and say, "Wow, I never thought that Detroit." is as nice you know where it's safe you know you don't have to worry about safety and it's really nice people are very very nice people and you mm-hmm. know uh, in, in Detroit yeah. and so they have you know they, they have the when they come you know they have the the wrong idea so when they come in and after they leave they have a, a, a totally different idea it, it, it
2: does there's a yeah. there's a stigma attached to Detroit I think and I, I think it, I think we're overcoming it I think uh, and things places like La Casa are really helping turn it around yeah. so Spending at least twenty minutes in Detroit <laughs> today, we're going to spend an hour. So that's the name of the cigar. Uh, right. Is that a new venture? Is this uh, what is twenty minutes? You know, in there's Detroit? a story
4: behind why why it's called twenty minutes. Uh, you know, as I mentioned before, uh, you know when I brought in the cigar roller, you know back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, uh, I started making cigars with the help of you know Christian Irowa, you know, with helping me with the tobacco. And uh, I, I had the, biggest, the big mold where I was making really uh, the 7x60, you know, the cigars. So that's a really big cigars. And then Detroiters really, believe it or not, they like bigger, you know, bigger, bigger, right. bigger sizes. Right. <laughs> uh, so what happened with, uh, is, you know, when, I, when, when my cigar roller, uh, you know, is making the cigars in the retail, people walk in about lunchtime. So, I grabbed the cigar from the table in front of my cigar roller, and I would tell, you know, the customer, would you like to try our house cigars? Because at, back then, it used to be our house cigars. Okay. So, I said, would you like to try our house cigars? So, everybody says, you know, Ishmael, I only have 20 minutes. <laughs> right. Because <This is laughs> it's bit. lunchtime, you right? <laughs> yeah. So, lunchtime. But, you know. So, I kept hearing the 20 minutes over and over again. You know, when we say, you know, we have a short time, hey, I only have 20 minutes. Yeah. So, it's a saying, you know, that we mm-hmm. say. So I kept hearing that. So over a month period, you know, I went back to my cigar roller, you know, because people are not buying that seven by 60. So I went back to my cigar roller, who spoke, you know, little English. I said, you know, listen, that cigar is too big. So in the mold, it's a 60 mold, you know, it's a 60 ring gauge, you know, the mold. Mm-hmm. So make the tobacco to be half the size, which is like almost, you know, about four inches, you know, four and a quarter. Make, make it, don't fill it with tobacco all the way out, and then give me the cigar. He said, okay. So he made it. He gave it to me, which, uh, which is right now four and a half by, by 60 ring gauge. So it's a short cigar. So he gave it to me. He said, there we go. I looked at it, and then he said, uh, you know, what are you going to call it? <laughs> I said, you know, uh, a good I wonder. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call it 20 minutes. Even that cigar smokes more than 20 minutes. Sure. So, you know, I'm going to call it 20 minutes. You know, so people walking in, in one year period, instead of people saying I only have twenty minutes, they start walking in. Hey, where is your twenty minutes? So that specific cigar really became my number one seller in you That's fantastic. So it's great when it story. Yeah, so when the time came, and uh, you know I grew so much that I cannot just have one cigar cigar roller really working on my cigars Mm -hmm. you know i want to take the production somewhere else so now i want to what the what what i'm going to call the cigar what i'm going to name it so i came up with an idea which all that really came if you if you look at it came from customers yeah you know not for me the 20 minutes came from customers so i decided i'm going to call it 20 minutes in detroit to promote the city Yep. You know, and then two, you know how we have different sizes in the cigar industry. We have, you know, the Robusto being five by 50. Sure. You know, the Churchill size being maybe seven by 47. I will take your 50. word for it. Yeah. So we have <laughs> Toro, Torpedo, all these names. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to go by those names. Yeah. I want to promote the city of Detroit. So what I did is I started the name. Promoting the city, the street names of the city. So let's say the robust or the the new one, the twenty oh, nice. minutes. That's a four and a half by sixty. Mm-hmm. I called the the Randolph, okay, which no. is after oh, our street name. Right where yep, we're yep, yep. And I have you know, and then really thinking about Detroit and looking at the history of, of Detroit. You know, the first traffic light ever invented was here in Detroit. Right, so yep. it's on Michigan Avenue and Woodward. All right. So I named you know one called Woodward, mm. Jefferson. Eight mile, which became very popular. Yeah, for yeah. Eight yeah. Eight <laughs> and uh, What's you know all these different names, you know all these different names, you know of of, uh, of my di- of different sizes of the street names. That's great. So they became you know very popular.
6: Well, you su- that's how you suckered me in on getting one. I, you know, working downtown, and I, I work right off of uh, Campus Martius, and I came in here and I saw a Cadillac Square one day, and I'm like, oh, what the hell, I got to try that, <laughs> you know, just, just for the name
4: alone. Yes, and they do have Campus Martius by the way, too. Yeah, I've seen that part. one. I
6: think it's yeah. a little bit bigger, though. Yeah, it, it is. A little it outside a of my range of is. having time. Yes, it
4: is a bigger ring gauge. <laughs> so, Ishmael, let me ask you a question. How long
7: does a, a bigger cigar last? Will it go for an hour, yeah, 40 minutes? It can minutes? go
4: really more. No, it goes more than an hour. If, if, if you get really, you know, those bigger ring gauges, you can go for more than an hour. Really? You know, okay. It depends how fast you puff on it, of course, yep. you know, and all that. But really, if normal smoking, it will go more than an
7: hour. Okay.
3: Yeah, the attention span of a human being is you know short as it is. So uh, yeah. we call it a twenty minute in Detroit, right. you're kind of playing to uh, their attention span at the same yeah. time, right? Right. Right.
5: Like
3: you get them for twenty minutes, but it's going to take a little bit longer to get through that. So right. you get them, you get a customer for a little bit longer as well. Yeah,
4: I'm, so I'm now, like now, really, I noticed something different. You know, you see, you always have to you know adapt and then listen to your customers. So now, customers, I saying, "Hey, where are the, where are the Detroit, 20s? So, you know, Detroit <laughs> 20 In Detroit, to right, the right. Detroit twenties. So the shorter, you know. So where are people? going to
2: find the, the 20 Minutes in Detroit Cigars? Is it strictly in your three locations? Uh,
4: not really. I have them throughout uh, other locations. Uh, I know Bellicoso Cafe, you know, uh, you know, have those, uh, you know, in Wine Wyandotte. Uh, you know, I, I carry them in Las Vegas. I carry them in Toledo. And uh, th- there was a reason why I really didn't go out with them all the way out because the FDA came out with the new regulations right. about a year and a half ago, right. two years ago. So I was kind of, you know, worried about, you know, what to do. So I filed sure. all the appropriate paperwork with the FDA and now I'm safe to launch them. So, uh, you know, the plan is for 2019 to go, you know, nation you know nationwide with them. Wow. Okay, you All know, right. But as of right now, a few stores in Michigan, a few stores in Ohio and... Uh, hmm. Uh, you now, know, I know Terry happens to
0: uh, also uh, reside down in Florida, and I know he he uh, loves his Zim's vodka down there, but he also likes a good cigar. So, do you sell these online as well? Is that something that can happen?
4: Yes, Great uh, question. we do. Great we question. do have them online. We have a website, uh, you know, Twenty Minutes right. uh, Cigars, you know, .com. Everybody can go on that, and mm-hmm. then they can check them out and you know we have uh, you know different sizes and uh, even uh, we just uh, not too long ago which is a very popular now we decided to come out with the sweet tasty cigar mm-hmm. and then we do it different from everybody else a lot of people infuse you know their cigars to make them you know sweet or mm-hmm. you know give them the uh, yeah, the, the flavor correct yeah. so you know we don't do that what we do is we took uh, our production you know when I grew you know bigger I couldn't you know keep up with only one cigar roller I decided to take the production to a boutique uh, manufacturer down in Costa Rica okay uh, and the reason why I picked Costa Rica and I, I and in my industry, I personally, I do a lot of travel. So I've been to, uh, you know, Nicaragua, I've been to Honduras, Dominican Republic, Mexico, Costa Rica. I mean, you name it. Just a few places. yes. Just a few places, <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: I think he likes
4: so, those places. Yeah. I bet he goes there in
0: January and
4: February a lot. I, I, I do, I do. Yes. <laughs> just yes, I do. just it's curious. Crazy. we caught
0: him in
3: December,
4: yeah, Exactly. Isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, you, you know, so I picked the manufacturer down in Costa Rica, really beautiful boutique, boutique factory. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, we picked one we called Walk, and then one called Harmony Park after, you know, the Harmony Park here. And uh, what we did different with that cigar, it's a sweet cigar. So what we did, we got the sugar cane, you know, in Costa Rica. We heat it up, we turn it a little bit into molasses. We mix it with organic honey, Costa Rican organic honey, and then we just rub it only on the outside of the wrapper. So you're still smoking a cigar that's, you know, pure, um, right? Yeah, that's mm. uh, absolutely 100 percent tobacco with no additive to it. But it sounds and then, delicious. Uh, and yeah, it sounds, yeah. sounds so delicious. If you yeah. like the sweetness, we added that sweetness to it, where we'll smoke sweet all the way through. Okay, and it's not overpowering sweet. And uh, be- believe it or not, that kind of became my Number one seller, you know, here. You
3: call it the Riverwalk? Yes. Hmm.
4: Now, I am am curious.
6: you talked about the different batolas and how they have different names. Um, are you using different wrappers or fillers or binders on any of them, or are they all pretty much the same? Uh, but just I, different I am. Sizes? I am
4: using uh, different on different because we didn't mention that I did the 20 minutes in Las Vegas. Uh, I did 20 minutes in Chicago. Okay. So I was, you know, going after you know the city, the big city names, right? And you know, and, and then I do different blends for every city. Okay. So Detroit, known to be, you know, a bolder city. So <laughs> I did, the, you know, bolder blend for Detroit. Sure, sure. So what I did uh, with Detroit, I got a Habano wrapper, which is, uh, if you see your cigar, it's a dark Habano, uh, you know, which known to be a wrapper that's a full body. Uh, and, uh, you know, the binder uh, is also Habano grown in Ecuador. And then the filler we picked... Nicaragua, where it gives you sweetness on the palate. We also picked Dominican, you know, filler, where it gives you the earthiness. And then we we also picked one leaf where not too many people really hear about about that. It's a Peruvian. It's a, from Peru. Hmm. A lot of people wonder about Peruvian tobacco. Peruvian tobacco, really, that's where they discovered tobacco originally. Okay, uh, you know, with the Incas, you know, in Peru. Really, yes. And then Peruvian tobacco is a closer. In taste to Cuban tobacco than any other tobacco, oh. and it's a very u- unique tobacco. So we put one in the filler, uh, Peruvian tobacco.
5: Yeah. So that's how we
4: came out with the blend for Detroit. So it's it, a very savory cigar. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, Paul,
2: have you heard of the Peruvian uh, tobaccos before? Not, I'm very unfamiliar
6: with Peruvian tobacco. That's new. So. That's very, that's uh, that's, very new. you know, only, we've done it a few only times. only
4: one specific place okay. in Peru where they grow it. It's okay. called Tarapoto, Peru. <laughs> and then, you know, it's uh, a hard place to get to. Uh-huh. But uh, that's the only spot that I know they, uh, they grow tobacco. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, that's what the tobacco like comes from. Most of the, the places where it grows real well is just a pain in the butt to get to. It is. Yeah, it
3: sounds like a couple of bus rides and uh, then they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> another bus ride uh, that you're not quite sure of. Uh, it, get yeah, get yeah, on the mule, some out. You know, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Ishmael, how how hands on are you when you're going and, and picking these different tobaccos and the leaves that are going to go in for the filler, the wrapper? Are you down and, and 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 making these choices, or do you have people that you work with and trust?
4: I when it comes to the blends, I do it myself. So I go down to the factory. I don't go down to the to the tobacco fields in uh, Ecuador or whatever, uh, because you know the factory where I where I manufacture basically they own land in Nicaragua, they own land in Ecuador. Okay. So I kind of you know very much have my hands on the tobacco itself, right? Except the Peruvian tobacco that you know we buy st- strictly from Peru. Wow. You know to the factory. So you know we go down there. We put the blends together and then, you know, with the master blenders and all that, so we start making the blends, we start tasting them, you know, say, okay, you know what, you know, take out, let's say, for example, a Nicaragua in Nicaragua and there, I don't want it to be, you know, a seco, maybe put a lejero, which is a stronger part, you know, of the tobacco, which is the upper leaf of the plant, which is a stronger leaf, darker, uh, you know, slower burner, a lot more taste to it. You know, so that's how we play with the blends. Oh, you know, to get the right blend.
2: I love that. I love that a lot. That's just uh, <laughs> I'm just fascinated uh, by the process and the fact that you get to
4: go yeah, down there really and get your, your hands picking
3: the tobacco that you want yeah. to use when you're there. Is that correct? Yes. So you're handpicking the filler itself.
4: Yes, we, we, we yeah, we handpick the filler. You know, ourselves. We say, okay, that's the type of filler you know we need, you know, to for for the blend that I think. And then a lot of times we do or not. I might make, you know, four or five different blends. Sure. So I bring him here to Detroit, and I sit with a panel of, uh, you know, my clientele that I know they have a good good uh, palate. And then we sit down, and then we start, you know, testing wow. them. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And everybody starts taking notes, you know, about the cigar. Right. You know, this is what it is. This is what I think. And, you know. H- so how do
6: I I'm, get on that panel?
5: Yeah. Yeah,
4: really. He's got that. The next, the next one you'll be involved? The yeah. godfather yeah. I want an head. application. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> now you mentioned the Peruvian, uh, the Peruvian tobacco, right? That the, the Peruvians actually created tobacco itself; because they were the first creators of tobacco. Is that what I heard you say earlier? Yes. So, and, and that's, that's in what connota- history, you know, says. So, yeah.
4: and there's a controversy about that. Some people, know it's not. But really, you know, if if you read history, you know, a lot of people agree.
3: Okay. Yeah. So, in, the, in that same connotation, Poland. Poland was like the, the like created vodka. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's funny because listening to you articulate the process that you've gone through to get where we are today in yeah. this podcast, it reminds me of when Terry first started doing all the research. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. I mean, Poland is without question the motherland of vodka. Oh. Yep. And, you know, literally Poland and Russia have gone to war over vodka but that's how terry started this business is he said look i want to go where it first started and uh i mean really i will sh- let him tell the story because uh it's a-, a remarkable story but there's a lot of parallels to what you're going through the same thing with the potatoes etc cetera, etc cetera.
7: right right well I'm, I'm thinking about a 59 cigar to to go with their vodka. I like that. This is a great, uh, great story.
4: Oh, definitely. Great story. You know, cigars and and really liquor and vodka and others, really, they they have a lot of things in common. They really do. You know, ingredients. You know, it's another thing. With cigars, we call it the blend. You know, with the the liquor, you call it ingredients. You You know, aging. You know, how much, you know, your vodka is aged. Same thing with tobacco. Tobacco, to really ferment the right way and to be able to smoke it properly, you need at least two years aging on the tobacco. So, you know, hand in hand, you know, they go, they go with, the, with, the, with the liquor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in addition to that, you know, I mean, cigars are really classy. Uh, and it's a way or a form of relaxation, you know, and the same thing with, the, you know, with the liquor. Well, it's funny you should say that because, I, again, I think it
0: parallels when Terry first started this business. He wanted to start it as a lifestyle and as a brand, and that's what right. cigars are like. It's it's a 100% lifestyle, lifestyle. Yep. That's it. And 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 he wanted to create a luxury brand, and I think he's uh, you know not only hit it, but he's killing it.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm right out of the park. The that's true, what uh, I was
2: going to say, Terry. Tell me about your childhood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so you tell, I want to know the story. So this is this is like a, a second venture for you. This is a. It, you know, it really
7: is. Um, you know, I, I, I did not serve in the. Uh, yeah, you know, serve the country, but um, you know, prior to this, getting you're
0: serving the, the country now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one drink at a time, absolutely. And,
7: uh, and and we want to keep that going. But uh, but prior to this, I had been in the uh, marketing research business. So I owned a company um, for about twenty years, and I used to sell to IBM and Microsoft, AT and T, all the big OEMs. And um, I sold that company back in two thousand. I was forty years old so i'm retired at 40 what am i going to do i'm going to smoke cigars i'm going to play golf <laughs> i'm going to buy some real estate i'm going to invest and uh you know but it got hard my golf game got really well oh, right but all my buddies were still working so it was hard to get a game during the day you should have
3: called me man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so
7: i would be out playing with guys that were in their 80s but they could only play nine holes yeah so i'd play with two guys nine holes on each side <laughs> and then one day my wife said to me she goes you know listen why, why don't you get out of the house and get a, real, get a real job. And uh, w- one of the customers asked me tonight, he goes, how'd you get in this business? I said, well, I used to read the Wall Street Journal all the time. And I'd see that ad that said, Grey Goose was the best tasting vodka.
2: Yeah. And oh. so
7: I was a Kettle One guy Okay, right, before I got in the business. And so I went out and I tried Grey Goose. And palates, everybody has different palates. I really didn't enjoy the taste. Sure. And so I went to a second place and tried it. And I still had the same results. So what I did was I started to research where Grey Goose came from and found out, I thought with the geese it was coming from Canada. I'm a Canadian by heart. (laughs) Well, I find out it's made in France. Uh. So I had offices all over the world. I called my guys in Paris and I said, hey, what kind of vodka do you guys drink over in Paris? And they said, Russian Standard. Yeah <laughs> and I go I said well why aren't you guys drinking grey goose or sirac which is made in in France and they said American garbage. Ah, this is what they said it, yeah. and I, I never listen. It's a very competitive business sure. where everybody has their space. Right. And I said, well, maybe I can make a better tasting vodka. And I called up Bruce one day and I said, hey, listen, is your passport current? <laughs> and go, it was. And he goes, yeah. I said, well, tell your wife we're going to go to Poland next week. And <laughs> uh, so we jumped on a plane and, uh, and we went over and kind of toured the country. And and much like your story, Ishmael, we found a, uh, a 250-year-old distillery in a little town uh, in southwestern Poland called Wrocław.
2: in Poland i love
3: it in that. Poland yeah, yeah.
7: and uh, i took my recipe that i had really kind of created here in the united states much like your panel of five people when you do your tasting i was here in michigan and had uh, probably 30 people we would do tastings as i was cutting my product making the you know the taste that i wanted mm-hmm. and i knew i wanted potato because i wanted a real smooth tasting vodka I wanted it to be clean um, and we've all been to Mexico sure. we've all had a Coca-Cola in Mexico <laughs> yeah. and it tastes different than it does here in the US huh? the difference being the water and the sugar mm-hmm. Absolutely. and so when I took my recipes to Poland and we were working with our chemist I said wow this is actually even better than what we were creating in the US Right. and it dawned on me we were using GMO Potatoes, yep, over there. We were using Polish spring-fed water, and then when you've got 250 years of distilling experience, much like your guys who are making your cigars, who've been they're experts, it just came together. And I said, "This is unbelievable." Right so, place, right time. Right place, right time. Yeah, and I just and it was a whole learning experience too. Um, actually, met the farmers that I get my potatoes from. Uh, that was an interesting. Experience. We were getting ready to leave Poland after we had put our deal together. We were in a conference room one morning, and, uh, you know, there was a bunch of farmers sitting in this conference room. And I said to the interpreter, I go, what are these guys doing here? And she said, they want to know what you're going to do with the mash. Oh. And I said, well, what do most people do with the mash? And he goes, well, they'll sell it back to the farmers. I said, well, what do they do with it? They use it for feed and fertilizer. And I looked around. I said, well, I'm from the U.S. I'm not bringing it back to the U.S. with me. Uh, I said, why don't you tell these guys that we'll give them the mash for free as long as I get the best yield every every year of the potato crop. hmm. And... She explained that to him, and it was like the movie, you know, Eight Grumpy Men. They're all sitting there in their car hearts and, you know, dirt <laughs> their fingernails. She said that to him. They stood up, and it's like 9.30 in the morning, and we start doing shots of vodka. Yeah.
5: <laughs> 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 <that>,
7: <laughs> so if we'd had a cigar, we'd have enjoyed a cigar, too. But that's how, and then I knew. I just knew it, it felt right, and it was the right thing to do. And, and I just didn't want to be another American vodka. Sure. Um, yeah, Ishmael talked about the, um, the cigar with the, uh, the flavor. And people have said to us all the time, why don't you do flavored vodka? I said, if you want flavored vodka from Zim's, put an orange or lemon or wedge, you yeah. Know, yeah. lime wedge in it. Yeah. But yeah, we're yeah. not going to get into the flavored stuff. You know. And what he does and what we talk about with ours, we're a pure product. You want to enjoy a good tobacco or you want to jo- enjoy a good vodka, then we think you'll enjoy ours. And and that's really what we've stuck to.
0: Terry's, you know, his whole thing was, and it really is true. Regardless of what business you're in, and that is, you don't do things right some of the time. You do do things right all the time. Yeah, and that's his mantra. And Mm -hmm. so, henceforth, uh, Zims was born. And and that in itself is a good story because. He was attempting to find the I mean, he and I were banging our heads and trying to find out well, what are we going to call this? and I don't know how many names we went
7: through, but yeah, yeah.
2: so yeah where
0: does the where does the name derive yeah, from? from yeah
7: so so the short version is um, the first name I wanted uh, was going to go with um, was a name, and I'll tell you, it was called lulu's vodka l u l u s vodka, lulu's Lulu. and I was naming it after my youngest daughter, huh, you know it was kind sure. of her nickname. Yeah. So I filed the paperwork, um, I sent it out, and, and you know dealing with the FDA and the TTB mm. and everybody else, uh, we, we applied the application, they sent us, a. my attorney called me on a Monday morning, I'll never forget this, at 9.30 and he said, hey, I just got a call from the copyright patent office, they've approved your name, Lulu's Vodka, I go, great, I'm ready to hit the button to produce thousands of bottles. Okay, Lulu's uh, here. But... And then he calls me back at 10.30 <laughs> and he goes, hey, hold the presses. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just got a FedEx envelope oh. in from a company in California representing a wine company in France. Oh. And it was called Lulu B. Wine. Hmm. And they were challenging our name. And I said, come on. I mean, we're not even going to be on the same part of the shelf. They're wine. We're vodka. And the the office said, don't worry, you'll probably win if you challenge it, but it's going to take six months. And I said, I don't have six months. You know, I've been waiting long enough. You know the paperwork and everything they put you through. So we sat down, and I'm racking my brain and trying, you know, Ishmael's vodka, taken. You know, Bruce's vodka, taken. Uh, T.O.'s vodka, my initials, too close to Tito, right? right. (laughs) Taken. So... One night I said, uh, well, what is the, um, what's the Polish word for potato? And it's Zimniak. Okay. So much like Stolenacea, which everyone calls, give me a Stoli. Stoli, I said, what about Zims? We'll shorten Zimniak to Zims. And I ran it past about 30 bartenders that I had around the country and said, what do you think of this name? And to a person, they loved it. They go, Mm -hmm. Zims, Zims martini, Zims tonic. It just really flowed. And we got the name. So we called the office back and they fast tracked it for us. It ah. took us about another, you know, between being in the book and everything else. It was about a four month process. But so it's a registered trademark now that we own. And, uh, you know, it, it was something to go Fantastic. through. Fantastic.
2: I love the bottle. It's, it's, uh, bottling in the packaging is always uh, a question. So the Zim's bottle itself, it's a skinnier, taller bottle. Uh, is. is there a reason behind yes, the shape uh, and size uh, of it? Yes, Did you tee that up? There, there I mean, is.
0: Good grief. We'll pay you later. That was
2: an excellent question. <laughs> no. it's, a, it's a great question. And while you tell me, I'm going to pour some.
7: <laughs> so, you should. So, you know, vodka comes in a couple different sizes, typically the 750 or the one liter. Mm-hmm. And when I was out looking at all the bars and restaurants, I'd walk into these places, and I'd see all these bottles, and I'd go, most of them were one-liter bottles. Well, we were going to come out with a 750 on some recommendations from people that I knew in the industry, and I wanted to make sure that my bottle would be as tall, if not taller, than most of the others on the shelf. Sure. Just to try and differentiate. differentiate, stand out. Right, stand out. So that's the reason uh, these bottles actually uh, come from Germany. So we buy them in Germany. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a very you know it's a it's an expensive bottle, but I want to spend more time on the juice rather than the bottle. But I wanted a nice bottle. Okay, I send them to Poland, and that's where we decorate them. So mm-hmm. these are all painted. So I'm not using, you can't scratch yep. that label off. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's not a paper label. Yep. This is high quality painted. You see the Polish eagle, the Polish flag. So right, right, right. Yep. it just says, it screams Poland. And the eagle's got a crown on it. Yes, yep. that's right. Right. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's got to have the crown and, on and it. And by the way, um, you're enjoying Zim's at room temperature. Yeah. Now, there's a reason that... In the international and domestic competitions where yes. Zim's has you know, swept the table, mm-hmm. taken, by the way, in the Vodka Masters competition, better known as the Vodka Olympics, number one and number two, it's, y- it's because the judges and mixologists always taste it at room temperature. The, temperature, the reason right. most brands want you to chill or freeze it is they <laughs> want to mask the impurities. Mm-hmm. And so you're drinking it, as they call neat. Where you're gonna get the, you're gonna be able to taste the creaminess. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the uh, it's very viscous. Yes. yes and it again, is. it's like Ishmael talked about with cigars. I mean, it's bold. Right. And, and a lot of places,
3: they'll, they'll talk about the distilling process. We distilled ours three, four times. Yeah. My understanding is that you guys do yours once because it's gotta be done only the right the first time. Is that correct?
7: So when I asked my um, uh, chemist in Poland, uh, a little short blonde lady, her name is Hanya, through the interpreter, I said, how many times are we going to distill? And she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, in America, people say four times, eight times, ten times distilled. And I said, well, what's that all about? She goes, that doesn't mean anything. She goes, that's just marketing. Huh. She goes, it's got nothing to do with how many times you distill. It's how long you distill. Mm. And I said, well, she goes, it's like bak you know, cooking an egg you can undercook or you can overcook i said well then let's try this i said i want you to undercook it for me we tasted it and it was terrible Hmm. overcook it and we so part of my recipes for both products have a time element that's with them and we hit it just right on both of them And, and believe it or not it takes a little bit longer to actually cook the zims 59 which is the lower proof right um, with the product. But it was a huge, huge difference. The other thing that we do that most people you know, will cut corners on in this business, I use eight pounds of potato in every fifth. Yeah. Eight pounds. And that gives it, I tried four pounds, I tried six, I tried ten. And they all had their different variations. But the 8-pound was the one I felt that was going to deliver us. The It's like the cigar tobacco. When you get that yield, that good So, so how
6: long was that trial and error process of 4 pounds, 8 pounds,
7: 12 pounds? It was, uh, you know, we were there for like 9 days. So we spent, you know, probably 3 of those days with our chemist, you know, in the morning just sitting there going back and forth, putting it in the, you know. And they had a, um, not a full distillery, but they had a, a process that they could say this is, how it's going to taste, you know, when we bottle it, you know, in, in the full style, and it was unbelievable. And and we tasted some other really great vodkas over in Poland that will never get to the United States. They were made for um, you know local towns, you know, like the town of Plymouth would have their own vodka just for their community. Um, but when we did this one, it was like I said, I knew it was right. And I said the bottle looks cool, but I want to make sure that my juice. Can never be challenged. I, I'll blow anybody away when we do a blind taste test with our juice. Just you know, I'd go on the Oprah show right now and blind taste test against anybody with our product. It, my wife is uh, particular. Let's say
5: not necessarily
2: in her choice of husbands, but when it comes to her cocktails, she is she is extraordinarily particular. Okay. And uh, there's a few uh, Detroit distilleries out there, and I yeah. I love. I love micro. I love the micro-roos. I hate the beers. Yeah. <laughs> I love the places, and like La Casa, we're here. I love this place. I love the the, the vibe. I love the vintage buildings, uh, and, and like I love those micro distilleries. Uh, but the juice is just you know she's she's like she won't go. She's just rubbing alcohol. And then I was telling her about the Zims, and I'm yeah. like, oh honey, we're gonna do this thing with Zims. She's like, ah.
7: yeah. No, <laughs> listen, trust me. We we heard that from day one. I mean. I told Bruce when the first two containers came over from Poland, uh, they arrived in November of 2012, so I thought I'd be ready for Christmas. Well, by the time Customs and the FDA, you know, let them release them, we didn't get them till January, so I missed the holiday season. Mm. So it's January sixth, and I called up Bruce. I said, "Hey, I got some good news and bad news." He goes, "What's the, what's the good news?" I said, "The vodka's been released." The bad news is we don't have any customers. <laughs> so we uh, we hit the pavement January like seventh mm-hmm. and started uh, you know selling our product.
2: But yeah, was so but Colleen, my wife, she she gave it a try because I had brought a bottle home and it was on the counter, and she was like, "Get that out of here!" And I'm like, "All right, whatever, it's, it's staying." <laughs> and it's I came home the other day and she's like, hey, "You know, you know, I." I I tried that Zim's out. She goes, it's not that half bad. Yeah. Well, she goes, you can bring more of that home. That'd be okay. And I'm like, <laughs> I go, and, because we're both uh, half Irish, half Polish, you know. Okay. Uh, so that's the Detroit mix for sure. But uh, she, she's, and I go, and it's from Poland, honey. She's like, all right, well, you can you can keep keeping that in the house. Yeah. So she enjoyed it. She Like I said, she's very, very particular. The yeah. taste, though, what are we getting? A lot of times people's like, oh, you can't smell vodka. You can't taste it. But I'm, I'm not... It's not pungent. It's not sharp. When you,
3: the nose of it itself, yeah, it, does, it yeah. doesn't hit you. It really when you when you nose a bourbon or something, you, you you're right. looking for that. W- with the Zim's, when you knows it, it's 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 there. You I can, get a slight
7: can, sweetness. Yeah, yeah. It's so there. so, so what, just, what you're getting in in Poland, the country itself, there are three areas of the country that uh, that make vodka. Um, Chopin comes from Warsaw, which is in the northeast corner up close to the Russian border, a very short season. It's like the UP of Michigan. Okay. All right, Krakow would be more like um Chicago or Detroit, you know, a little longer season but still not big. Where we make ours would be like in Naples, Florida. We have about an eight-month growing season, oh, wow. so our potato stays in the ground longer, and when it comes out, it's got more starch. And not to bore you with details, but most potatoes, even the ones here in the United States, have about a 12 percent starch content. Okay, we have a 24 percent starch wow. content, right. and so that's where you get some of the sweetness. And so what you're smelling, because the 59 with the less alcohol, you're getting more of the potato uh, that you're. You know, it's coming through the nose yeah. right now. And that's where the creaminess, the smoothness comes in to the product. The 81, which has, you know, traditionally 25% more alcohol, you'll still smell some of the potato, but now you're getting more of the the alcohol, the water, you know, in the mix. Jamie, you poured the uh, 50?
2: We Yeah, we did the 59, yeah. Okay. So what we, yeah, so Matt and I got that 15. It's interesting
0: that many people have told me, they say, I think the 81 is smoother. And it gets back to Terry's point. Yep. Yeah. And that's, it's just, you know, a little bit of a, same potatoes, same right. distillery, same yep. Polish spring water. Right. Um, but it, it's cut with more Polish spring water and mm-hmm. the distillation process is the same. So, And everybody's palate's different. So, yeah. you know, it, you, you really pick your own battle is what it comes down to. You do. Because by definition, vodka is supposed to be odorless, colorless and tasteless but everything has an odor a taste right and a color and uh, in fact when we were in Poland they had some vodkas if you recall that they were kind of like some of the amber liquors you know the brown liquors that are you know bourbons here but um, it's very interesting the whole process.
3: So made from potatoes. So something that really intrigues me about uh, Zim's is that gluten free because it's potatoes, right? Correct. They're yeah, you were talking
2: about it. yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. So folks that you know, some folks out there they, they suffer from celiac disease. Yep. So you know, gluten. You know, the gluten free it, it gives them an alternative as far as something to drink.
7: Well, it, it does, and you know, it, it's kind of been a craze the gluten free. You know, five, yeah. before I got in this business. Nobody was talking about it, but it was still out there. People had the issues. Sure, Um, We got in the business, and then all of a sudden, some of the big producers started saying we're gluten-free. Well, we were naturally gluten-free, but you don't see anything on our bottle about it. Nope. The one thing that really separates us from the herd, though, is that we are not only gluten-free, we're GMO-free.
2: You mentioned that before we went on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Poland is one of um, 14 countries that has rejected Monsanto which is basically roundup and you know things that they use to uh, you know, increase the yield in crops. I mean, here in the United States, when you go to the grocery store and you're not in the organic section and you go and look at a strawberry and it looks like a baseball, uh-huh. that was genetically modified sure. right, to grow bigger and faster. Poland does none of that. So um, whether it's their food or their alcohol, whatever they're doing, so that really kind of, and if you have a celiac disease, we tell people all the time don't take our word for it. Go to their website and they'll tell you right. if you're going to drink alcohol, drink a potato based vodka. Hmm. Well, there yeah, because you
0: go. it's, <clears throat> pardon me, it's truly, yeah. because the source, potatoes, is truly gluten free. Sure. See, there are some people out there that are under the impression that through the distillation process, you eliminate the gluten protein, which is what it is. Right. And, um,. We, meaning p- potatoes, are truly
7: gluten-free. Right. So it's not even an issue for us. Yeah. That's great. Now, that the, the great. other thing that's important to know is most people, did, and I didn't know this until I got into the business, but <laughs> less than 3% of the vodkas in the world are made with potato. Oh, It's okay. It's one of the most expensive ingredients. I mean, some of the others are made with, uh, like, Grey Goose is made with wheat, French mm. wheat. Uh, Kettle One is made with a grain. Mm. Um, Sky Vodka is made with, you know, a real... Low-end grain because they produce a lot and you know they have a price point that, that right. they serve. Yeah, some are made with corn, mm-hmm. right? Just different ingredients out there. And so I said, if we're going to be an ultra premium play, I want to play in that space, but I also want to have you know the product that'll be able to stand up with it. I couldn't go in there with a grain alcohol and say, "Hey, we're an ultra premium." Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. And what's interesting is, look, as a guy who used to be in the bread business, I know all about wheat and grains yeah. uh-huh. and. They're great because they feed the world, but they're the least expensive ingredient you can use to produce vodka. Hmm. So Terry again chose to do the right thing and
7: do it right. Yeah. So,
2: tell us more about the distillery itself. Do they produce uh, vodkas for? Are you the only thing coming out of there? I'm, or they I'm, doing the, I'm their
7: only American client. Okay, they're, um It's a 250 year old distillery. Right. Uh, they produce a lot for um, you know Eastern Europe. Okay. Right, big billion-dollar privately held uh, operation, um, and I was amazed. We walked in, and, and the building looked like the walls here is just brick buildings, mm-hmm. old brick buildings out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And we walked inside, and we had to put on the white smocks, the shoes, the hats, the everything glasses, inside. Yeah. Yeah. The, the process they've obviously kept current and upgraded, but the, the process was just amazing to watch this go on. One of the most exciting things to watch was when. They put on um, our label or our bottle. It's the last thing that happens in the process. And there's a lady who sits at the end. And because we have the, uh, I call it the crown royal label that goes over the top. Sure, yeah. 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 She pulls the bottle off and they put those on by hand. Sure. And then she puts it back on the conveyor and then they put the plastic over top of it. And if you hadn't been there, hadn't seen it, you'd say, no way. But I actually looked at this and I went, "Wow!"
3: Because it reminds me of Levert and Shirley. I don't
5: know
7: why. It was uh, it was absolutely amazing. So you know, l- just looking at that whole process, and then you know, and and great people to deal with. Just absolutely great, great people, great country, and uh, you know, we've never looked back. You know, so. So where, where is Zim's available? Where, where can people find it, get it, acquire it? Yeah. So, uh, so we launched here in Michigan because I live here in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, today we're in probably 1,500 locations here in the state. Hmm. Uh, we're in Pennsylvania. We've just launched in California, New York. Congratulations. But we ship all over the world now. Okay. Um, we have a, a retailer who has a license, and we're shipping to London. I ship a lot to California, a lot okay. to Texas, wow. Colorado. Um, the only place we're not shipping it to right now is Canada. And even though I'm a Canadian by birth, you know, the Canadians are a pain in the ass to do business with sometimes. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, it, uh, yeah. it's it's like Ishmael's story. You know, you, you start with something, an idea, a concept, and you listen to your customers and you talk to them all the time. Very, very important. Yeah, so. And we've got some remarkable clients
0: like mm-hmm. La Casa. We're very proud to say that he stocks and serves us, but... Virtually all winners of Restaurant of the Year, including places like Baco, mm-hmm. um, Joe Muir's, right? Right, right. Um, Which, uh, if you're familiar with uh, um, Bistro 82 yeah. in Royal Oak, great place. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of Bill Roberts' restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in the right places. Again, Terry wanted to create a luxury brand. Mm-hmm. And you know, part of being a luxury brand is that it's soup it's a superb experience um like when you go to the four seasons right and you can't wait to go home and tell your your family and friends what a remarkable experience you had it's also non essential it's like um you don't need a rolex to tell time you sure. can do without it but you prefer not to <laughs> <laughs> or or like a um like an american express black card right yeah. you cannot apply for an american express black card that says your credits
2: Limitless, right? Right. You're only invited.
5: Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: so Ishmael, I want a little bit, a little bit more about uh, Lacasa. Uh, what kind of services do you provide here? Say, I come in and I'm a vodka guy, and I want to do vodka. Um, because I've I've been in here a handful of times, not a time, but uh, a handful of times, and uh, the, your staff is wonderful. A lot of ladies on your staff, but they're very knowledgeable from what I've what I've found in my experience, uh, and they were really good at uh, guiding us for a cigar. But do they do
4: pairings? Do they tell you, hey, try this with this? Or uh, yes, actually, uh, we do pairings here at La Casa with the you know with the different type of liquor. We mm-hmm. just had uh, you know one with the scotch. Uh, you know now just listening, uh, you know to uh, to Zim's vodka and listening, you know to uh, let's say the Zim 81 and the, the Zim 50. 59, 59, or 59. Yeah. You know both of them. So we really have, you know, basically pairing goes hand in. Hand. It's like salt and pepper. Yeah. So if somebody wants to come in and let's say, say, you know, what goes well with the, with the 59. Yeah. So knowing the 59 is a creamy, uh, is a milder, you know, vodka, yeah. you know, my, my staff would know. What, what would you we, we suggest how to, to go to, definitely. So to go I with pair, you know as i described earlier that you know the 20 minute you know in detroit the regular line okay. is more a robust line yeah, so yeah. i would definitely would not recommend that with the with the with the with the 59 with the zims 59 because it's going to overpower you know the zims fifty nine. So I definitely recommend that with the Zim eighty one because the Zim eighty one is more robust. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know it's a fuller bodied. Right. I definitely will will pair the twenty minute in Detroit regular line with the Zim 81. Now, if somebody's smoking a 59, I would still recommend there's one blend that we just released. Uh, November 9th was our launch with a limited Ooh. edition uh, cigar for Detroit. It's a beautiful box, uh, beautiful packaging, and I've been working on that for like over, uh, you know, over a couple of years now. Hmm. Uh, the blend is five-year-old, uh, aged tobacco. Uh, we decided to put in the wrapper, being a Connecticut wrapper, that's it's Connecticut seed that's grown in Ecuador, where it's known to be a creamy, you I know. see
6: creamy. Matt laughing at me over there. Because Paul's, yeah. Paul's
4: nodding and he's getting all excited. Yeah.
6: The, the, this is actually the second time that I've been on their podcast, and ironically, it been Zim's Vodka both times. So I feel like I'm being, uh, like, typecast here. You know? And the, the first time that they invited me, Um, I had no clue what we were pairing until like the last minute. And he goes, oh, by the way, it's going to be vodka. And I went, oh, thanks. Like the hardest thing to try to pair a cigar with, (laughs) in in my my opinion. And uh, we paired it with a uh, Roma Craft and Temperance, uh, thinking it would be a lighter-bodied cigar to go with the vodka. And today when I saw that we were doing Zim's again, I was like, Hmm. I wonder if uh, Ishmael has any Connecticut wrapped uh, yeah. over yes. there that, 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 that we, we can pair with. Yeah, that
4: new limited edition, which is over here. I'll show it to you. Yeah. Uh, you know the box. So it has a Connecticut wrapper that's grown in Equ- or a Connecticut seed that's grown in Ecuador. Wow. Why they decided Ecuador? Ecuador is known for its like 31 active volcanoes. You know all the all the ashes that settles on the ground. It's oh, a great wow. fertilizer. Hmm. So you know they came out with uh, with the seed. They brought the seed from Connecticut planted in Ecuador and then it was a creamier taste okay you know than the regular uh okay. you know uh, Connecticut wrapper that's grown in Connecticut the U.S. Connecticut so what we did with that you know we got that wrapper it was aged for five years and then the binder is a binder called HVA, which stands for Havana Volta Abajo, which actually is a region in uh, in Pinar de Rio, Cuba, where where really they plant the best tobacco in the world. Really is planted in that specific region. Hmm. Uh, so we got the seed from there. We planted in Ecuador. We came out with more on a you know medium taste, and then that's how we came up with that specific binder. And then with the with the filler. We did the filler that's aged longer uh, for five years too, with the, with the sweet note on the, uh, uh, on the Nicaragua, you know, also with the Dominican that gives you the earthiness, and also with the uh, you know with the Peruvian filler. Sure. Now, when it came to really the Dominican, we did not put a lejero in there that it's really gives you a uh, it's a stronger taste. Yeah. We we picked the seco, which is comes the second under the Lajero, which is not as a really full body so the taste came out to be you know more mild to medium so that specific cigar will pair perfectly with the with the 59 okay so i would definitely recommend that with the 59 all right uh, and it's not going to overpower you know the taste of the 59 sure. so it's going to go it's gonna pair extremely well with it Uh, so our staff is really knowledgeable about that because we do a lot of pairing here at La Casa so uh, you know they're very knowledgeable I want to dig a little deeper I don't know I don't
2: know if you'll know this or not but so you got the Connecticut seed and you plant it where in Ecuador so in Ecuador all right so these these plants grow and then you have that plant can you replant those seeds or do you need new Connecticut seed to reproduce Uh, that?
4: actually (laughs) it's funny you said that because there is a couple things one when you you take that seed and you plant it that plant at the top comes out you know will have flower and then the flower on top will have seeds in it so mm-hmm. you can grab the seeds from that and then mm-hmm. re- and, and replant it right right so will they and, need
2: yes. new connecticut or can they use those connecticut you standard? can use that same Connecticut okay. that right. comes
4: on that on that
2: that's why i plant. like
4: this i just try finding
2: i get so excited about finding yes, this crap but out. there
4: are right now what they what they have done the engineers They have because uh, they don't want to they don't want to you know copy and take You know the specific seeds from that plant so what they did they made those seeds to be flowerless so you will not be able to get seeds from them so i know few of them do that one of them are are the cubans sure that that yeah that's they call it desflorados.
2: all right so we are we're smoking the 20 minutes in detroit and it is it is a little bolder it's not super it's not really harsh it's not harsh isn't a great word but it's not super strong no uh it's not overpowering but there's there's some taste there there's there's a bit going on uh what would you pair with your 20 minutes in detroit what if you just here let me tell you what do a twenty minutes and cigar and this. What what would you suggest?
4: If the customer definitely you know is a, is a vodka you know, drinker, not a whiskey guy. If a whiskey guy, are you a single malt? you know yeah. right, single, I'd malt. Go single. malt. Yeah. let's say if yeah. you're a single, single malt I would definitely do something uh, like Lagavulin Lafroig where it's uh, you know uh, the Islay it's coming from the Islay part of the of the island of Ireland where it's a smokier taste fuller body Okay. that would definitely pair very well with that if I go with the Connecticut you know I would a little bit more do it with the Macallan because the Macallan is more you know on a milder you know to medium you know body okay. body smoke or or a, small, uh, a medium body drink. So I like the, I like those peaty ones. Just yeah, reminds are, me of fires back in you are a peat yep. guy. back on the island it's just smelling those. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then when it comes to let's say bourbon, yeah. you know, you want to pair something with bourbon. You know, the bourbon, you know, a, a lot of percentage of the bourbon is made from corn. Right? You know, you know that's why they call it bourbon. Uh, you know, so it has that sweeter note to it. So I will I will pair it with something you know a little bit more sweet, you know, and a taste of a cigar.
2: So I got to tell you, but doing the the 20 minutes in Detroit and as I'm drinking the Zims and I got my cigar relit finally, um, (laughs) it's actually almost a little sweeter now that uh, I'm hitting it. Um, well, it's a little more
3: creaminess yeah,
7: that comes yeah, you're out. Hitting, you're hitting it's, your palate with two It's coming out a bit Two more. different, uh, you know, the cigar two, and the, the drink. The, I right. think you're
4: also kind of getting the, the taste of the Nicaraguan filler. That's the sweet note. That's where the sweet note comes from. So,
2: yeah, they're, they're, it's not a bad pairing at, at all.
7: You know, it's interesting, um, and, and you, you'll know this for sure, vodka has never traditionally been a drink that you would have with cigars typically we're finding more and more though um, women are smoking cigars yes they are there were a and, downstairs and, and women yeah. women are drinking the 59 belief, that's for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah right women are enjoying the zims 59 because of the lower proof and some places now they're actually putting a, a drop or two of bitters in the drink to give it that little taint of um, either a, a scotch or a whiskey. Mm. And it's more for appearance than anything. But we don't care what they put in it as long as they enjoy our vodka. Sure, right. And they've got a great cigar. I mean, it's just an absolute great pairing.
6: Well, well if Matt and Jamie don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to no, uh, get jump. Ishmael here real quick because... Get him, get him. I do frequent... La Casa on a weekly basis um, I work down at 1001 Woodward mm-hmm. it's a five minute walk if that, you know, it's nice being You know, your location is great, you're in the entertainment district but you're so close to the financial district and campus marshes and what's happening downtown is, is a great commute but as I said, I'm here weekly but I'm always on the lower level so you know, we were talking about what else does La Casa offer? He wants a yeah. You know, how, 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 how do you get to the well, second level? Yeah. what, what, what other amenities house. do you offer? How do you, power and up and how, how do you power up? Absolutely, you know,
4: to come to, uh, you know, to the VIP lounge, I, I created the concept. You know, because I'm a, I'm a passionate at, w- at what I do. I love cigars, and I have passion for what I do for cigars. So whenever I'm sitting down, I'm smoking a cigar, I'm constantly really thinking, you know, as a cigar lover myself, you know, I like really to come down after work. I, by the way, I don't smoke while I'm working. I just cannot. I have to sit down, relax, decompress, and really smoke a cigar. And a lot of, then the, the, if, if you notice La Casa on the second floor, I gave... The customers lots of options what I mean by that you have a different lounges upstairs you have five different you know rooms different lounges one of them has a TV one of them doesn't have a TV in it so you have the, the, the choice of you know you know picking one of those two you might just want to come down and sit you don't want to listen to TV you don't listen to nothing you just want to sit down you want to light up your cigar you want to have your drink and you just want to sit down and decompress so I really give you that option You want to sit down and watch, you know, a sports event, listen to news, you have that option too, you can move into another room. You want to come to the lounge where we're sitting right now, there's a piano, it's called the piano lounge. You know, I have somebody that will sit down, will play the piano once a week. You can sit down to them, you know, playing the piano, soft music. You know, you have the bar up here, you can sit on the bar, that's another option, and you have TVs, you can, you know, bring your friends, you can, uh, you know, Uh, socialize Mm. you know there's a lot of options that i really give you in addition to that you know there is a humid door to your left where all our lockers are we have about probably 150 lockers in there the vip member has a special key it's a key fob that will give you access to the vip Mm. You know a lot of people as you notice downstairs also i give options to a regular clientele who are coming you know they just want to walk in they want to sit down and smoke a cigar so i give you an option of downstairs just to be with the you know regular public and you know upstairs is very exclusive uh you pay membership fee and also gives you access to other locations let's say las vegas has the same concept you have uh, you know you have a vip lounge yeah. so if you go to las vegas you can access an arbor vip you can access detroit vip you can access las vegas vip so you know all these different locations what, they what does it
6: cost on something like that to be a vip
4: <laughs> excuse me um uh, you know, in in Detroit, we're not that expensive, believe it or not, comparing to other you know other places. Uh, you know, I'm a member also of the DAC. Uh, you know, I make uh, I provide the DAC with their cigars. I also make them the DAC cigar. There's nice, a DAC cigar. Wow. That's so their your guys are rolling seller. theirs too. Uh, I I uh, really made it in Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. You know, for the DAC, they have a really nice blend box of ten. So you know, I also am I'm involved in that. Uh, so it's like private labeling so to speak uh, it is but it's really the the FDA right now they have that name you know they know that you know the DAC cigar is really made you know for the DAC so okay. you know the government knows that this specific cigar is for the DAC it's only available it's ex- over there it's yeah. only it's available there. at the DAC so, and yeah, it's yeah. only sold at the DAC
2: that's, that's, correct. that's
3: exclusivity right there that's we'll have to that talk that
2: to you once we go up there right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again,
0: well, that's part of but again that's part of being a luxury brand is yeah. exclusivity yes yeah, ex- right. exclusivity, it's too,
6: exclusivity but, that I give. but again I'm going to pin you Down, what's my cost here? (laughs) I want to be a VIP because, like I said, here in here
4: in Detroit, it's a thousand dollars, thousand dollars a year. That would give you access to the club. That would give you your own humidor. You can store cigars in there that gives you the, the the option also to bring friends up here let's say you want to throw a birthday party we will not charge you for that you just have to let us know in advance that that's what you want nice. so you nice. can reserve a spot that's, that's not bad. Uh, and and the capacity here is about that's 150 yeah sure. you know on the second floor sure so you know we'll give you that option too as a VIP uh, you and, know and you VIP
6: I'm get, sorry, got, any other get, perks like cigar purchase? You a cigar you, well, what you do
4: actually? Yes, what you do, you get. Uh, you know, we usually give ten percent off on a cigar box okay. a purchase. VIP members get additional ten percent, so you get a total of twenty oh, percent. You also get twenty percent on accessories. Okay. You know, also you get you know that that kind of discount. Wonderful. And if there is a hard to find cigars, VIP members get the priority. Nice. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm here pretty much once a week.
6: Usually on a Friday, I'll come down at lunch. All
2: right, time um, to do. The, you're the accountant boy. Time to do some math and figure right, it out. I, you know, it's nice because you know I, I can come down here. You know, about, 85 about
6: bucks noon, a month. Yeah, yeah, the girls yeah, yeah, will yeah. come over and unlock the door, <laughs> Thanks, and you know, you you do it. I mean, even on the lower level, they've got. The comfy chairs. Oh, yeah. You kind of sit back. You get oh, that sure. cigar vibe. I like looking out. They've got a big glass window out the front. You oh, can, yeah. You can just people watch if you want. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, our,
4: as you notice, our uh, seating is very comfortable. Yes. You can really sit in them. Uh, I keep wanting, wanting to a, sit back, but yeah, I, so I got to
3: keep going. We got to sit <laughs> for, yeah So, you
4: know, you can sit in them and relax for a very, very long time. And these specific couches, believe it or not, they're all exclusively made for La Casa. They nice. have a La Casa name on the side of them. Uh, and, and we tested them for a long time and they're throughout all our lounges actually. That's great.
6: And it's great clientele I mean, I, like I said, I would run into people downstairs and um, as, I, as you guys mentioned, I'm with Cigar Smokers of Michigan, we're a Facebook group um, we, I think we just hit 1462 by signing up Bruce this evening That's right, I am now <laughs> a member <laughs>
4: and, uh, Welcome to La Casa Yes,
6: La Casa has uh, I know we've held a couple hearfs out in the Ann Arbor um, lounge and, you know, like I said, just the clientele downstairs is great. I, I've i been downstairs, and I've done some video reviews from the lounge downstairs. Right. And I've had people go, what are you doing over there? Because i got my <laughs> laptop set up, and I'm, I'm doing a video, and I get done, they're like, what were you smoking? Because that sounds really good. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, well, just go over to the next door to the retail area, and, you know, they've got a, If you haven't been in their humidor, it's huge. It's, it's, yeah. If I, if I have one complaint, I, w- oh, I want yeah. to give some constructive How criticism, you go, and definitely feel, free, feel free to throw me out if it, if it offends you, but. It's such a great humidor. There's an empty space in the middle. I would love for you to like put a huge like box of something or a huge table in the middle and really promote that because it's an, it's an awesome humidor
4: it actually really there is. is a table in the middle and then we move that table in and out and the reason why we move it because we get packed so much <laughs> and especially on special events let's say Tiger's opening day sure, right. I mean we even move the furniture out from the re- from the bar side downstairs stand up only hmm. and then you know that's why you know we well, move yeah, those Friday things Friday out because it packed. gets so packed you nah. just cannot move yeah.
6: Yes, yeah, I, brought, I brought some newbies here a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, "Paul was like a kid in a candy shop when he was in the human <laughs> room. And We went over to the lounge afterwards, we're like, "Oh my god, I didn't know this place would get that packed." I'm like, "Yeah, it's, it's a great place, though." Yeah.
2: So, Ishmael, you said this is a historical building. Do you know any of the history of the building itself? What it well, was? The history
4: was built. Um, I'm sorry the 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 building was built in 1925. Okay. And, uh, the history behind it, I know back in the day, even, you know, a lot of customers come in here, they tell me, you know what? We used to come and take our pictures here for high school. Oh, okay. So it used to be a studio All on right. the second level, huh. you know, where they took a lot of pictures for high school here. Mm-hmm. And so, you're still uh, educating Bassett, people. To be here <laughs> <laughs> I, I, exactly. Oh, so I love the and city. So, it's, yes. uh,
2: you know, it's a I, cause I work at, uh, the pop station 96.3 and we're in the Fisher building and, um. Back in the day, like my dad and my grandfather and uh, all my aunts worked in the Fisher Building. My grandfather did – well, he he worked for the city of Detroit, and he actually – he was a mason. He would cut – they would lay in uh, the curbs and then pour the concrete, and he would chip out uh, the limestone. He would chip out the driveways, right? And then after that, all the the sidewalks and streets were done – He was, like, filling potholes. He was like, oh, screw that noise. I don't know.
0: I think he he could have a lot of success today with all the potholes. He's
2: got plenty of work today. But he was like, ah, you know, following a truck around. So he ended up doing uh, uh, maintenance at the Fisher Building. And he got all his kids jobs at the recess club which was an exclusive club in in the fisher building uh and one of my aunts who is a nun now and she's i think 93 living back at the mother house back in adrian michigan but she was one of the cigar girls and the other girl uh, was an elevator operator another one was uh coat check and my dad uh was like a busboy before he got drafted uh for korea believe it
4: or not there is a really big big uh you know women that are cigar smokers you'll be you'll be shocked i mean i'll guarantee you now you walk downstairs you're going to see a lot of cigars you know ladies smoking cigars uh you know even in vegas you know one time i was sitting down smoking a cigar relaxing and i looked at my bar And I say, wow, I counted, you know, there were all women sitting on the bar. There was no no men really smoking cigars at the bar except all women smoking, you know, cigars. So really women, you know, nowadays are, you know, big also on cigar smoking.
6: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I haven't done a count of our membership. I might have to have one of the... uh Admins look, but we got quite a few sisters of the leaf in our group as well. (laughs) Sisters sisters of the leaf, we 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 love you know promoting it to the women because, like I said, there are a lot of you see a lot of uh, spouses you know they'll get together you know husband and wife you know getting together going to a cigar lounge and you know enjoying a cigar and a drink and unfortunately I can't do it with my wife because she's highly allergic to the smoke. And, uh, I mean, she's like a bulldog and yells at me, hey, take your shirt off before you come in the house. But, uh, you know. That's
2: just she wants to see that physique, man.
6: But, yeah, that's, 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 that's what's going on. That's what I'm going to tell myself. From for ch- it. <laughs> just
7: it for
3: charity again. Would you?
7: That's it. That's like, so, my, that's like my wife with my hockey equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in the garage. That's it. All right, Bruce, we, 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 we held
2: Ishmael's feet to the fire. We're going to hold you guys' feet to the fire. Um, so it's a, a premium boutique vodka. Uh, what's the price point for folks when they're when they're out trying to pick up a fifth somewhere?
0: Well, the retail price on Zim's eighty one. What's, what's that,
2: Lara telling us? Right, uh, is thirty three
0: ninety nine a fifth, okay. or a, for a seven fifty? That's what we call it. And then twenty nine ninety nine at your favorite retailer uh-huh. uh, for the fifty nine proof. Which, by the way, you can find at all your higher end retail mm. uh, venues, like let's say Nino Savaggio, okay, yep. Yep. Um, Plum Market, perfect. Um, of course, Myers. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: Yep. Love the fact that Myers is it's, really starting to branch out. Into, it is amazing.
6: Yeah, I think that uh, Charlie told us that last time we yeah. uh, got
0: together with him, the uh, Zim's brand ambassador. Yes, yeah. exactly. and we have many of those. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Charlie, uh, And then we've got some other worldwide ambassadors, like arguably the most eligible bachelor in the world, Nick Giorgio. Uh, Chris DiLobio is a North American ambassador. So we've got a lot of feet on the street, if you will, telling the Zim's story, which uh, it's a good story, as you just heard. Oh, yeah, it's a great Great story. story. Well, what's
7: interesting about pricing is that there's a state minimum. Sure, yeah. And that's what most... Retailers charge, but in places like Grand Rapids, I've been over there. I've walked into a retailer, and he's charging thirty-eight ninety-nine or thirty-six ninety-nine for the fifty-nine. Now we don't get any of that upside, right, right, but right, he right, charges right. it because he can get it. Right. And so you know, we, we feel good about that—that that the you know the retailer can. Because they're fixed in terms of their percentage that they make. Mm-hmm. Right? But if they can make a few extra bucks. Yeah. And we tell them all the time, when when you have something that's unique and different and you have connoisseurs of vodka, sure. Why wouldn't they want to upgrade?
2: Sure. Well, again I am a bit more of a whiskey and a bourbon guy, yeah. generally speaking. And you know, thirty nine isn't isn't that like a sticker shot. It's like, ooh, it's on sale if you find a bourbon down at that. <laughs> you know, it's either gonna
7: you know, Explode well, in your face. When or... we came into the market, everybody told us that you can't be higher priced than Grey Goose. And I said, you know, BS. I said, if I'm higher priced than Grey Goose, people are going to notice that. Yeah. All right? And, if, no, it, and if it doesn't sell, we'll have a lot of vodka and we'll have a lot of parties. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's worth taking notice of. Anything else uh, you want to I, add? I, I know I'd,
0: I'd like to share something that's really near and dear to Terry's heart and, yeah. and that of myself. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And that's that Even though it's produced in Poland, we're a Michigan-based company, and that's important because Terry's big on giving back to the community. I mean, we're very big into supporting local community events and charities. For example, the Wounded Warrior Project. Oh, I love that. Um, Terry and I love children's charities he supports the make a wish foundation um we all love dogs he supports the detroit dog rescue group uh and i could go on and on but it's important and that's part again of of terry creating this brand is that we're trying to create a brand where we give back sure and uh, that's just really important to us
2: well, if you guys want to give back,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm where can well, I get it?
2: Well, no, a- St- uh, Stacy's over here. She's been listening attentively and because uh, she's, she's a fan of uh, Animal Talk and the Man Cave and uh, the Detroit Bulldog Rescue, right? Oh, really? uh, It's okay, uh, really? Bulldogs, exclusively to Bulldogs, and they have such special needs. Those are like, you got to have a big heart to, to love some Bulldogs. And, uh, <laughs> we do a big chili cook-off every year. They Well, they do a big chili cook-off every year, and they're nice enough to invite me to enjoy the chili. and stuff yeah. so maybe we can hook you guys up uh for always, next year. always looking to support local so awesome. uh yeah so they're finding homes for for lots of bulldogs in the area it's, there's so many there's so many uh, when there you get are. to the animal Thing. Yep. It's like oh, you it's open amazing. up a whole new
3: can of worms for Jamie when you start talking to animals. Yeah, it really is. It's, 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 it's very
0: cool.
2: And well, it's we, good, we, look, it feels
0: good to give back, especially here we are, right yeah. in the holiday season, yep. and we've got a gracious host, an Ishmael, letting us uh, do the man cave happy hour podcast here. Thank <laughs> you it. again for so hosting us. Thank you. Um, there's a lot to be said for that. in in the heart of Detroit, yep. and it's the giving season. And even though it may sound like a cliche,
4: it really does feel better to you know to
0: give than receive absolutely absolutely. i would like to
4: invite everybody you know to come down and uh uh, you know visit our location in detroit uh, and have the experience uh you know detroit a lot of people ask me you know when i travel to my other locations especially in vegas they tell me what's really your favorite location well, I would be remiss
6: if I didn't tell your listeners, you know, if you're interested in cigars and drinking and cigar lounges uh, and you're on Facebook, check out Cigar Smokers of Michigan. For sure. Um, there's a link to join. Um, we're, I'm personally hoping to hit 1500 before the end of the year. You're on your way, man. And, uh, you are on your way. You know, so by all means, you know. You know, it's funny, it, we're that. just a bunch of crazy guys who like to smoke cigars, so yeah. you know, we'll, we'll let
7: anyone in. Well, it's like anything. It's not always about quantity, it's about quality. Sure. Yes. And if That's you right. have the right customers, and, and in our business, it's the same thing. I can tell you right now, you won't find my product in Hooters. <laughs> 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 you just won't. Now, they can order it, and I can't tell them not to order but it's not a place that we would go to sure. to market our brand because our drinkers typically go to the nicer places mm-hmm. they enjoy the finer things whether it's a cigar or a steak uh, down at prime and proper or london chapos or wherever it might be right and and that's important to us so it's the branding and, and everything else and and we've stuck to that from day one so so yeah we're
2: here at la casa and it's uh if you're Downtown, it's right on Randolph. If you're if you're near the uh, uh, Gem Theater or Music Hall, Detroit Athletic Club, the the driveway from the Athletic Club dumps down that side street right there is Randolph, and it, it's right there, right behind Music Hall. Super easy to find. It's actually pretty reasonable parking compared to most of downtown, <laughs> Paul. You and your, because he does accounting for parking places, is pretty reasonable parking. The couple of lots like down behind you here yes. are actually some of the more reasonable parking spots. Uh, well, also, as look you fine. said,
6: I, I do work for Ultimate Parking, yes. <laughs> uh, which is now Premier Parking. We were just recently purchased by a uh, national line out of Nashville. Um, We're running all the garages downtown for uh, a lot of Dan Gilbert's properties. Yeah, yeah. Um, So if you you need to park by La Casa, we've got the Z lot, which Ah, is just two blocks over. Yeah,
2: You know, that's reasonably priced. Um, (laughs) Lots of options to park over here. (laughs) Yeah, there is. I mean, it's because the park is nuts downtown. It's like... It is.
4: We have a lot of parking here. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's a park right right next door. We have another... Another uh, parking, Miller parking, right, also, you know, yeah. next to us. Well,
2: there's a little hotel right there behind you. Right here, yes. Yeah, and they you know can kind of. Right and they're like, "Oh, you could park in this yeah, lot, yes. sure." But you, most of the time, you drive by, you're like, "Oh, it's hotel parking." But you right. drive in, they're like, "No, no, you can park here." Yeah. It's like the it's D- like, kind of like my secret.
7: it's Just like the DAC, Ishmael and I are both members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can park there. It's a nine iron. There right.
2: right. oh, uh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> so just a chip shot away. Yeah, exactly. Ishmael, some, it's a
3: nine iron for me.
2: A toe wedge and a nine iron, yeah. So, Ishmael,
4: anything else about La Casa we need to know about? You know, La Casa, is, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, it's my favorite spot, uh, my favorite location among all these locations. Mm. You know, La Casa has a lot of character, history, and I consider it home. So when, whenever people, you know, ask me, what's your favorite location, I always say Detroit yeah. is really it. And, uh, you know, right now, uh, you know, I was fortunate, uh, you know, to be able to own the building. And I own the building downtown here at, uh, you know, 1502 Randolph, where La Casa is. And, uh, again, this is home for me. So, uh, home sweet home. Thanks for having us in here. I uh, ask you
6: one, to to, to fill one rumor for me. Now, I know that um, Comerica Park has a cigar lounge. Uh, Yes. I've heard a rumor. Are you the one servicing that? Uh, It's not a rumor. It's a
4: fact that I've been servicing that that for for a while. Uh, Comerica Park, uh, they really uh, uh, buy lots of our 20-minute in Detroit. And they carry, of course, other brands too. And uh, they're one of our uh, clients. Oh. When the season starts. Though. All
2: right, so when you're when you're having a smoke at the park, uh, it's it came from over here. Exactly. All right, so and if you need a second one afterwards while you're waiting for that shuttle, this is like so close. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you have a shuttle service for the parks? But this is pretty much where the shuttles drop people off. <laughs> uh,
4: uh, yeah, exactly. In this area, and uh, you know we're fortunate. We're close by. You know Comerica Park is way across the street. Uh, you know Fort Field across the street. You know now. Uh, it's all there. The, yeah, Little Caesars uh, isn't that Caesars far away
3: Caesars. either I mean, yeah, It's, yeah, a lot it's worth walk, the walk, walk a people, really yeah, Definitely, is. for sure It's five it's so, minutes and you still have yeah,
4: 15 yeah, minutes we left have to go. Yeah, we there have people who park here and then <laughs> uh, uh, up, you know, walk up, to Little Caesars
6: I can tell you everybody I know we used to start a rank of here Sometimes both
2: There you are all right, guys. Gentlemen, thank you. Zim's Vodka. Uh, is there a website
7: for Zim's? Zim'svodka.com.
2: Easy
0: peasy. There you guys we are, are on Facebook? Yeah, we we, we are, are on Facebook. Facebook.
2: That?
7: Yeah. Absolutely. on Absolutely.
0: And uh, we encourage you to visit us. You'll see all the cool local charities and community events we support. And awesome. And... and you know, fun stuff like this. Absolutely. Sure,
3: and you Thank can you. visit
4: us on lacasacigars.com for our locations and then for the cigar brand, 20 Minutes in Detroit. So, like, uh, you know, 20 Minutes uh, Cigars. Also, it's uh, online. Find you You can in Vegas. check it out. Us. You find us in Vegas, too. I'm, I'm like so
0: excited to go to
2: Vegas. I do. I, I so want to check out the Vegas. Oh, How, I
0: got a suggestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do <laughs> a man cave happy hour podcast in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. Who isn't invited, right? Everybody.
2: (laughs) All right. There you go. That'll do it, man. Matt, you got anything else? Not Jamie. Do you? Nope. Yeah, I'm happy. Gentlemen, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank Thank you. Where do do we drop the mic? (laughs) 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 Thank (laughs) you. Thanks. Thank 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 you. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers.